Hello and welcome to Britpop Banter. My name is Kim Dodd. This is Lizzie Martin. Hi there. Are you ready for this? Well, I'm ready for it. Can't say I'm You've over had two the coffees. moon about it. Two coffees. Well, I probably needed something a lot stronger than two coffees if I wanted. Yeah, honest. we're doing this in the morning again, yes, which I know. is a bit weird. This is this is all over the place. All right, so. Um, you can follow us at Britpop Banter on Twitter and Facebook, or you can email us at BritpopBanter at Gmail. Give us your questions, give us your feedback, and leave us a ratings, please. Um, if you think we've done a, a decent job over the last couple of episodes, go and leave us some ratings. And finally, the disclaimer, all views expressed on this podcast are 100% our own, and while we poke fun at some bands... Which will happen. Which will happen, absolutely, on this one. Uh, an artist we appreciate their talent and sacrifice to create these albums on this one it is quite clear that I do yeah I, I, I don't really I just also, <laughs> I'd also like to just comment on the fact about the ratings yes um, maybe don't don't do that after today uh, maybe give us some credit for future episodes and past um, episodes this is purely Kev's episode that's not fair it's just our saying. episode. Well, it's part. You're fifty percent of this, and it was fifty percent your rating that made this album. This is why I query the spreadsheet. I'd like people to uh, ask Kev again about the ratings. Don't query the spreadsheet. Okay. It's locked in. Yep. This is what happens. Yep. All right. So, um, obviously, a different introduction to the podcast this time. We yes. we played three of Prodigy's songs uh, with Keith. Uh, and his vocals uh, at the forefront. Yeah. Very sad news since we did the the Roses episode. So just br- briefly before we get into the Stone Roses episode and what we took out of that, let's just talk about Keith for a second yes. and what the prodigy meant to us. What does it mean to you? Oh, um, pretty much everything in terms of my music journey. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, together alone, we've went to see the prodigy three times. I was wondering, I, do you think it's more than that? Three times I've that we can remember. Them, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to see them four times, and once was in Glasgow, you weren't there. Okay. And then the last, the other three times I've been here, and we've gone Are you counting the, together. Tea, the tea in the parks as well? Yeah. I've th- so you've seen them a few times there as well. well maybe. I'm yeah. just thinking about there in gigs. But okay. Look, from the day that I heard Out of Space mm-hmm. years and years ago to Music for the Jilted, Fat of the Land is a particularly cool. poignant album for me because yep. we were leaving school and there's a lot of memories I have tied to that um, album yeah. um, and future albums. And I just think that The Prodigy are one of the best bands to come out of Britain. And I would hang my hat on the fact they are in my top three best all-time bands live. They are oh. amazing. Okay. And I feel very honoured to have seen them. I feel particularly sad that I didn't get to see them when you did last month. Yes. Um, even more so. Yeah. Um, because that, I imagine for you, that's quite poignant now when you think about it. I, so what was that, three Saturdays ago I yeah. saw them? And, um, yeah, it's it's sad, actually. it's, it's I'm entirely grateful and, and count myself lucky that I got to see them one last time. And Keith was magnificent, as always. Yeah. So... Um, same as you, I think one of the best, if not the best, live acts around, um, and that is that is particularly down to, to Keith and the way he interacted with with fans and, and Maxim and Liam, and it just it's it's a sad day. I like you remember the first time I went to see them was the Fat the Land tour in Scotland where they played at the SECC, 
and they were supported by the Foo Fighters. <clears throat> and it was when they were just, just starting the Foo Great gig. And I remember one thing that stands out around just even the Foo Fighters is they did the first ever time I've seen a drum duet where it was just, I was blown away. I was like, wait, there's two sets of drums and incredible. So the support for that gig was awesome alone. And then if you remember the Fat of the Land DVD, where they have this sort of large stairs up into the middle of the, the stage and then a sort of tunnel. And there's this bit where Keith walks out and mm. the crowd just goes mental. And it's, it's, it's so sad that we've lost that and we'll never get to see it again. Um, so I, you know what, that's our sort of little piece just for, for Keith and the Prodigy. I want to talk about favourite songs for a second yep. by the Prodigy. Mine's is Firestarter by far. It's it's a landmark moment for the Prodigy in that album, and it's just Keith at his best. Favourite songs, No Good Start the Dance. Yep. Um, for me, will always be up there. Um, yeah, look, Fire, like, I love Smart My Bitch Up. Like, I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Firestarter and Breathe. Like, breathe, look, I prefer Breathe over Firestarter. Yep. Um, but that whole album, what other like obviously some of their older like Out of Space, That's love it. Everybody's in the place like, um, some of their newer stuff. Like I do like Take Me to the Hospital. Great song. Great song. Um, I really like their no new album. The yeah, I, Need yeah. Someone was a great song. There, and, and in fact, pretty much all their albums have been pretty solid. Um, what we'll do um, always outnumbered, never outgunned. Uh, well, that was his, that was his sort of that was Liam's sort of solo. He didn't have any influence from Maxim or, no. or Keith on that album, and it comes through. It did have Spitfire on it though, that which was is a great. belter. That was the one I was thinking. Yeah, about. that is a great. Um, so look, why don't we pause? Let's play Firestarter for a bit, just for everyone to sort of hear um, Keith at his best. I'm a Firestarter, Firestarter. Again, I I love that song. Great song. Um, look, the other the other sad thing about it is, so he he unfortunately passed on the on the fourth of March. Um, he I was digging into sort of his background. So Keith and, and Liam met end of eighty nine, start of nineteen ninety, which is also when we met as well. Oh. So they've known each other for thirty years. So I can't imagine how hard it must be for the band. Because every time you sort of see them doing an interview, it's always the three of them. And I kind of don't know what they're going to do now. I know that they had US tours planned. They are cancelled. Yeah. Um, so I sort of feel like I, I don't know what you do as a band when one of, one of you, unfortunately, goes through I don't through know. This. I imagine Keith would want them to carry on, though. I don't think that he'd want them to, oh, yeah. to give up, but it'll be very tough for them. Very, very tough. But it just, I think it shows, when you think about Keith's persona on the stage, about what what was actually happening underneath, mm. it just kind of shows that you never really know. Um, and apparently, and, that's, that's, when you talk to people, he's very different. He's a very yeah. quiet, withdrawn, um, caring kind of guy behind the scenes, yeah. whereas he's this loud, abrasive, in-your-face personality on stage, very different on and off the stage. But it just shows that everybody's having that internal battle. So if anybody out there is feeling like that, go and please reach out someone. and talk to someone. Definitely. Um, there are people there at the end of the phone, um, and I would recommend that people go and do that. If definitely, you definitely. One, well, It's interesting you touched on that point, because mental health in... in 
in music is sort of more artists are starting to talk about it recently. Yep. Um, one of your favourites, Sasha, did an interview, I think, just at the tail end of the year, yeah. where he was very, very honest about the, tra- the trials and tribulations of being on the road. And he sort of, as a fan, you never really sort of connect to that. Because um, you think you've, because I think the, the problem being is the outside perception, right? When we were all young, I used to have a guitar and a microphone sit, sit in front of the mirror and wish I was on top of the pops. Yeah. Because everybody, some deep part of everybody, they would probably have loved that recognition. Yeah. And you think they have everything. But the, the fact of the matter is, the life that we can just get up, make ourselves a cup of tea, be anonymous, go to work, live our lives, have our relationships. Yeah. And we don't get that in, interruption. Yeah. I think having that life where you are on the road where your life is on the front page of a newspaper, where you're always going to be judged for the... When we get performance reviews at work, but it's not by trial by media. Good point. They don't put that on the front page of the sun. No, I don't want that. So, so, you know, and I just think the toll that that takes on a human being, I just think that the media don't help. Mm. I think that fans probably don't help because... That now with social media, we just want instant access to these people, but yeah. they're people. Yeah, exactly. With lives and exactly. with feelings and families. And I just think people don't understand, I think, how hard that must be as an artist. Mm. I know that that's what you sign up for when you go in and people say that, mm. but, you know, musicians are creating something that they genuinely love and they have a talent that they want to share with us. And sometimes I think we've just got to take a step back. Yeah, that's fair. It's interesting you say that. One of my um, favourite DJs, um, Simon Shackleton, he's Elite Force. Um, does a lot of breaks he um, wrote a post on Facebook that was very very honest about sort of the troubles he's had recently and stepping away from the limelight and he does this series called the one series where he'll play for six to eight hours right just and he'll start at you know 110 bpm and he'll take them all the way through the night and build up build up and he talks about how demanding you know that schedule is playing a different gig every night the and it's true, like when, you know, the DJ walks into town, you want to have a big night and, and there's an expectation of, of them to have a big night and be this big personality. But then at the end of the night, they go back to a hotel room at night and then are potentially on a flight the next day. And, you know, it takes, takes a toll. So he wrote this awesome um, Facebook post, which was just very, very honest. You know, we're just off the back of the Avicii documentary yet. Have you seen that? I haven't seen that yet. You need to take the time to watch that. That's very candid as well about just how hard it is to be in the limelight. So, um, you know what? It's a, it's a sad day to see him gone, but yeah. his music will absolutely live on. Shall we go on to, to slightly happier stuff? Yeah. Anything else you want to add? No, that's, I think that we've summed that up well. Okay, let's get on to last week's episode, which was The Roses. Yes. You've changed straight away. It was very well received. Yes. And a couple of things from me. I've listened to the, the episode a few times. It was a long one, an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah, it was. But it's, I think it's also the amount of detail and preparation and the way you took me through the roses and your love of the roses and the detail around the album, fantastic. Thank so you. kudos to you. Awesome job. Awesome job. Um, Who knew I had it in me, eh? Yeah. Who knew? And look, the feedback was really positive as well because I knew that that's... People have their opinions on the roses and people know the roses really well. And so, you know, we came out of there with one or two minor corrections, which we'll go through. One was around, and it was my fault, not yours, was the tours. So um, our friend Matt on Twitter said, had picked up on the fact that I had said the roses were still touring. That website I used was way out of date and probably was on the same tours 
of the Sydney Australia gig that you went to. Oh yes, yeah, so I apologise to anyone I've given false hope to. They are <laughs> not touring. It's all my fault. What was your sort of takeaways from the episode? My takeaways from the episode were I liked, um, I liked the fact that. Um, I guess it's the fact that we both have different opinions, but we can both still talk about the band in a, a constructive oh, way. Oh, really? Really? Um, <laughs> We're still together in this episode. I'm not sure that will happen. Constructive. Construct- I want everybody to know that's constructive. So having an opinion doesn't necessarily mean that it's unprofessional. It just means that yeah, it's constructive. Yeah, whatever. Um, look, my love of the roses, I feel I'm glad that that got through because I think that was what I really wanted to do. They are really really special to me um, I'm glad we got a chat about that album and I'm glad people felt I did them justice because that really made my week yeah and actually do you know what I've actually listened to the album a fair bit as well it comes up in my Spotify recently sure. playlist but, uh, it comes up in my you know top favourites okay. <laughs> it's actually it's a good album I know I have, it is a good album you know and there are some moments in there but overall it's a good album. I'm glad we got to talk about it. You have changed my mind on The Roses, <laughs> whereas you did not with Primal Scream. So, you know, plus one for Les. Um, the, this today is our 10th artist episode, and what a way to crown it's it. ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> so, um, I'm going to put a poll out. So, I'm going to let the dust settle on this. Probably next week, I'll put a poll for people to pick which is their favourite episode so far. Yep. Um, excluding the intro and then me and you will do a bit of a retrospective about some of the, the highs and lows as we've gone through this process and what stood out to you as being it's not going to be this one <laughs> it is stop it alright so um, there's been a lot of polls happening can I talk about mine well yes go on because I did some polls what did you do your poll on go on hidden tracks Right, oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about this, go. So I did a poll on um, Hidden Tracks because uh, we spoke about that in the last episode and yep. I am a big fan, I always thought it was a nice surprise. You're not really that much of a... Uh, if it's a, a good if it's track. A, but uh, them in general, and we'll get to your sellotape carry on in a minute. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Go on. But 76% of people said yes, they did like Hidden Tracks, which is a big number. I thought I was surprised by that to be honest. Really? Yeah, because I, again, I look at it and I go, "Who has the time?" I mean, the amount of secret tracks that are decent is is quite rare as well. And then, who has the time to wait for a secret track? It's annoying. So I'm a bit surprised by that. I'm okay. Not. And some of the comments you got, I actually started a good discussion, it and did. it was all about. And I, so I enjoyed that. So thank you for everyone for taking part into to that one. Um, Can we get to the good one? My next poll. Was um, Reef. Yes. Yes, please or no thanks. No thanks. 66%. Hold on. It wasn't yes, please, no thanks. Yours, and this is, I I, I really got angry at you for this, right? Because your polls are shockingly biased, right? Because you went, uh, yes, Reef are awesome. No, Reef are awful. There was no in between. Zero in between. There wasn't. But there's not supposed to be. It's no, no, a pool. You could you could have you could have gone. I quite like Reef. Reef are okay. Don't like Reef. Hate Reef. And I. But you. Where have we ever done that in a pool? Whoa, whoa, whoa. You could have done that. You didn't. What I'm saying is, you give two people very extreme ends of that pool. Yeah. Right. That's what I wanted. I, I know because you got your way. That's but no, why. It's not because with Reef, I honestly believe Reef are like Marmite. You either love them or you don't. <laughs> 
I'm serious. I like Marmite. Well, there we go. That's why you like Reef. I'm telling you, they are polarising. And you you said that word to me earlier this morning. I did morning. say that. I did say that, So yeah. this is the thing. I so what it. I was trying to say is we've got to get... There is nobody who's like, ooh. Oh, there is fence setters with Reef. They're all right. Nah. But and you just you just missed them completely. Or you I threw them I don't think into- you're really getting the point of social media then. Because it's supposed to be... to generate- well, I'm not getting social media... Have you heard of a hashtag, Leslie? But the point Jesus. of it, the whole point is the fact that it's not supposed to be, yes, I quite like grief. Nobody's going to give a shit about that. You can't... Oh, God, I'm going to have to edit that out now. Um, I don't know. I think that Reef... Like, I think if you went back through your polls, you would see that you're not exactly a fence sitter either. Oh, we... So it was based... So anyway... But I... anyway, I still like that because what that means to me is that one in three people think Reef are awesome, which I go... I'll take that. That's to me is a good result. Which says a lot about a reef fan because if it was one in three like Oasis or the Stone Roses, I wouldn't be happy. I the way you threw the I have issues with the way you presented the poll. But second of all, the fact that one in three you said no one liked reef apart from me, and thirty three percent of people actually think they are awesome. I think that's a mess of up yours to that because I think I did well out of that poll. That is crazy. <laughs> And what plan, What average planet do you live in when 33% is a you good want, result? Let's be honest, you wanted 0% no, from that point. I just wanted over 50. Right. Well, I smashed that. If you'd have got 50%, you would have been devastated. And that was a long way at that market for it. No, because I think that with... The fact of the matter is I really do not like Reef. And I generally think the consensus is that more people dislike Reef than like them. That was all I wanted to prove. That was it. It wasn't about how many or whatever. It was the fact of the matter is, of all the things, I reckon if we put up any other band, more people would like them than dislike them. In the albums that we're talking about in this poll, I'm telling you that right now. So, sorry. No, I like them. And I'm and with that's a, fine. And, and I'm that's... with a third of all other people who and think they're awesome. And that's great. And you so I'm happy with that. You and your 33% can sit in a wee room... And listen, and to, listen to Place my ha- Your Hands all day long. Oh, we'll, um, we'll have a great time. My next poll. Let's go. Yep. This was interesting. Yeah, it was. So, it was about Nolan Liam's solo albums. Right. And who, which one do people prefer? I was surprised by this. So, um, Who Built the Moon or As You Were. And Liam won by 68%. He won by a landslide. So, I was not hold on. That. Oh, oh, hold on. So, 68%'s a landslide. But 66% is... Hold on. It's the difference between the way... You're asking to pick between an album. You're not giving two vastly different spectrums. But I didn't give a middle bit going saying, but just tell me if you liked either of them. Oh, my God. See? Dug a hole there. No. I disagree with it. We need another bloody poll up. No. So, anyway, Liam, are you surprised by that? Yes. Yes, I am. Because, shall we get into our own rating? Yes, because right? I, yes, surprised by my own, to be fair. Okay, so, I went into this. Oh, God, this is... I went into... So, ever since it broke up, I've gone down more of a Liam path than a Noel yep. and his high-flying birds path, right? Yep. Um, I liked BDI. Mm-hmm. And then I liked this album as well. So, I kind of... I've always sort of gone to him more than Noel. But for this, I, I, I went down the Liam path first, and then I went back to Noel more. So my ratings have actually <gasps> changed. I'm with Team Noel on this one. Oh wow! Yeah, I am. So I've always been with Noel. Oh! <laughs> because High Flying Birds' first album, we went to see him. Do you remember? 
at the Inmore. We did? Yes. No. no yeah, yeah, we did. I went to see Noel Gallagher. Yeah, me, you and another friend. Yeah, we did. Three of us. My God. Years and years ago. So 2011, because that's when he brought the album out. Seriously? Yes. Can't remember. Really? No. No idea about it. I told you, my memory's shocking. That's bad. We'll talk about that offline. But yeah, and who we went with. But, um... Oh, maybe that'll remind me. Yeah, it will. Okay, cool. And then... God. And I loved that album. And then the Chasing Yesterday album I loved. Mm-hmm. BDI, I never really got into. And then... So I thought, you know, and let's be fair, I always assumed that Noel was the better songwriter as much as I'm a massive Liam fan. Well... <laughs> well, that all flipped on its head with Who Built the Moon. Okay. Didn't enjoy it. Um, you didn't enjoy it? No, nah, compared to Chasing Yesterday in the first album. So Liam, as you were, is, for me, I will go back to that a hundred times. So um, know who built the, built the moon, six and a half out of ten. Oh, God. Um, keep on reaching, awful song, sounds like something else, and I can't put my finger on it, and I will try to... If, if people I mean, can, keep on reaching, where have I got that? If oh. people can help me out, it sounds like another song, and I cannot figure out what song it is, and somebody needs to help me. Okay. Um, Holy Mountain, holy moly, <laughs> what can what you do? No. <laughs> she taught me how to fly, like, good track, it's a beautiful world, no thank you. If God. love is the law... Let's just stick with the seahorses version, is oh. my notes. And the man who built the moon is a good song. Um, it is not to the. It's not like I didn't. You look lost. You look. I'm like... distraught because I know I'm going to get slammed for it. You are, and I hate the fact because you want I, to. I, you want to like because it because I am can. because I'm the biggest Noel Gallagher fan. I'm the biggest Oasis fan. Okay, walk like. I've got to be one of the biggest Oasis fans walking the planet. Yes. I literally have loved all of his solo stuff. Mm-hmm. When we saw him live, I mean, he's just, a, he's just an, he's a legend. This album for me, what was just such, just such an anticlimax and not the lyrics even like, mate, your lyrics are normally on point. Some of the words like, dude, I like, who am I listening to? Wow. So then I went to As You Were. And Liam just picks up the baton. A lot of the tracks are really Beatlesque, but I kind of like it. Mm. His vocals are kind of soft at some points, mm-hmm. and there's like a real sort of sincerity about it. I don't know. I just thought, wow, like um, for what it's worth, love it. Like I love oh, good song. To this great song. Good song. Um, you better run. Great song. I get back. Um, pa- like paper crowns, not great. Um, not great. Chinatown's not. I like the lyrics great on paper either. Crown, but yeah, but like not it. great. But Chinatown's not great either. No. Um, but what I gave that a seven and a half out of ten. So a whole oh, point above. No. I gave it seven and a half too. Right. So same as you. Uh, it's great start to the album with Wall of Glass. Oh, great song. Yeah. Bold, yeah. greedy soul for what it's worth. When I'm in need, I get by. Come back to me. I've all I need. Good songs. Great songs. Paper Crown and Chinatown are a bit meh. Um, but I gave uh, Noel Gallagher 8 out of 10, right? Which shows you how, how close I like both those albums. Yeah. Liam would be pushing 8. I was like, is it 7.5 or is it 8? I know I'm quite tough. The reality is it's probably closer to 8. Okay. But Noel sticks at 6.5. See, just did not enjoy it. Can I tell you now, Noel's album, uh, I like Keep On Reaching, It's a Beautiful World, mm-hmm. She Taught Me To Fly, If Love Is A Lot, I did like that, and The Man Who Bit The Moon. I like Can I tell you, there's only, there's two songs on uh, Who Built The Moon that I just, meh. one is the opener, which is Fort Knox, yeah, right? Which could be amazing, 
but there is an alarm in the background that goes off for the entirety of the song. Did you pick it up? Yes. Right. What the hell is that? Yeah. Right? Because my ears, you know, go to that one noise the whole length of the song and I go, why what why would you put a sound effect of an alarm in the back of a song? Because my ears are going to that. So it would have been a great song, but I can't get past that. Holy mountains hideous. What did you think of, of Be Careful What You Wish For? Because I've got Careful that that sounds exactly like Come Together by the Beatles. Yes! Oh, thank you. And but, but what's keep on reaching like? Tell me, because I can't Oh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Can people if anyone's listening and they can help me out, I think it's like a Motown song and I can't pick it up. But it sounds every time there's another song plays in my head. I have gone through other, like where I thought it was, and I've tried to listen to other tracks. But he's a little bit. Um, look, it's not an original album. Like I don't, I don't know, I don't know. I'm so sad by it. I don't know. I I liked it, and I think the quality of the songs is still there. You know, this is an interesting one. We. I think, did Noel end up getting signed to Liam's label? I'm not sure, actually. I need to dig into that. I know that they're not on doing Glastonbury together because there was this whole thing. Glastonbury just got announced. Liam did, Noel didn't. And there was rumours of would they be on the same uh, lineup. Um, I still think, you know what, put them both together. Like you said, either two things, you do a definitely maybe tour. Oh, could you imagine? Just cha-ching, cash in the cash, do a money grab, you're going to fill out stadiums. But... You take the best elements of Liam's solo work and you take the best elements of Noel's and there you have this Oasis masterpiece back again. So it's, it's just, you know, why are we not giving these 10 out of 10s? Because they're not together. That's why. Oh. Is that nice? Yeah, it's nice. It's but you know sad. what I mean? Is it true? Yeah. It's sad. Uh, it's, um, no. Anything else you want to add on those two albums? No, I think I've covered it all. Okay. Uh, I want to talk about two more things and then we'll get into this fantastic album. Mm. The one, uh, in the last episode, we talked about the Happy Mondays concert. Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, I had some bad news happen and couldn't make it, unfortunately. You went. Yes. What did you think of them? So, um, first of all, you'd have been pleased you weren't there because I was stood beside the biggest idiot of all time because we had seating tickets because you know how we oh, got that's them that's right last? we got late tickets right. did you not try and get downstairs you, no you couldn't the place was rammed oh no um, so I was sat and you can't sit in these seats anyway everybody was standing I had the world's drunkest Scottish oh, man oh no and he couldn't even stand happy Mondays and then he fell over to the people in front oh, and then no. the guy was stood with his girlfriend nearly knocked him out oh, so that God. distracted me and I in my head thought if Kev was here he'd have lost it by now I would have 100% I would have so, you know what I'm like 100% and I was thinking <laughs> that um, so then he got um, anyway he got escorted away look to be honest they were great but we they weren't the best so we were really quite far back okay. like I did try to take a couple of videos but they're not great okay um they had Roetta there. She, yep. she, to me, she was a standout. I mean, Sean Ryder comes on with a walking stick. Oh, no. This is when you know it's like uh, one of those canes, like oh. walking thing, and he's like standing there. I've spoken to a couple other people who actually walked out. They walked out? They didn't like it. I didn't think it was that bad. I think, like, they did step on um, loose fit, I thought was brilliant. Okay. I mean, Bez now just looks like an old man with maracas. <laughs> He is. I know he is, but it's... I'm old. <laughs> Give me a set of maracas. That. I'm as old as that. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, so, I... Look, I enjoyed it. Um, 
I missed you being there though. Yeah, I know. Um, I miss being there. And the seats probably weren't ideal in the drunk man. So yeah. the experience in a whole package probably wasn't brilliant. But um they all they did as best as they could. And they did all the album. Okay. So it was fun. Because okay, you know the tracks. Yeah, but of course. You're you not do. blown away by their music prowess or their light show or their stage presence. Right, got but it. It's it was fun. A laugh. Okay, good. Um, same as you, I was sad not to be there, and it was you know my birthday the next day. So those things didn't unfortunately work out the way that we wanted them to. But you know what? I'm glad you went and um, you got to see them anyway. Um, the other thing I want to talk about is um, oh yeah, we need to talk about the cast gig because yes. cast are coming. We need to sort out where we're going to go and see them, which is fantastic. Um, and also Hurricane Number One. Ooh. Oh, we're trying to help them come out, which would be amazing. Kev's to have bestie. A, oh, to have a hand in them coming out. I mean, it's insane. Uh, but the other one, the other poll that I want to talk about is the cassette poll. Oh, I haven't seen the end result for that. You lost. You lost. Well, it's about time because it was getting a bit boring winning all the polls. So let's <laughs> rewind a bit. Was it the way that you wrote it, Kev? Did you put a middle section for people that maybe only did it sometimes? <laughs> baby just because you lost so uh, rewind back to Stone Roses I told you that because we talked about secret tracks yeah and we talked on cassettes you had these blank spaces and you would fast forward to get to the end of them whereas I taped over the ends timed it and put another song in there that I liked you said that I was crazy because you are and that no one else in this world did that it was just me I'm so surprised 53% of people out there do it as well wow eat your words I can't you are wrong lady just like you are wrong with this band and album I'm really there's only 33% of you people kicking this kicking around alright I got one more I got a couple of fun things for you because I did say smoke and mirrors Smoke mirrors. Okay, and I'm I mean, easily distracted. I mean, you're <laughs> smiling right now, which is a good thing to oh, me. Not so... angry yet. Not yet. So uh, we were in the charts. I think at number eleven. Do you remember what was at number eleven in the charts and the singles? Oh, I do. Um, and you sang it. Cotton Eye Joe. Well done. Don't sing it again. But yeah. <sighs> so uh, Cotton Eye Joe got me thinking, right? And I was like, what's the, what's the most annoying songs ever made, right? Ah. Oh. Okay. So, Place your hands well, on by Reef. Oh, jeez. Not in there because it's not annoying. But what I've got is the top 15 most annoying songs ever made on Discover Music. So number seven was <laughs> Cotton Eye Joe. Right? Really? That's harsh. Number seven. Yeah, because we popped... Do, no, do I get to sing all 15? Uh, yes, no, yes, no. Shall we do a poll? No. Yes, no. <laughs> uh, so, number, so I've got the 15. Yeah. What's an annoying song to you? These are UK-based songs as well. Annoying. So annoying. Barbie Girl. Barbie Girl is number two. Yeah, because it's hideous. Um, that Blue Daddy D. Number three. Yes, yeah, I'm good oh, at this. Oh, you are on fire. Because yeah, they're all hideous. Um, Venga Bus, Venga Boys, Venga Bus. Number nine, yeah, We Like that, to Party. Yeah, awful. That's three for three. Yeah, because these are well like, done. I always question people's sanity when they tell me they like these songs. Um... So there's that that frog thing, the frog song. Number one, crazy frog. Number I'm good one. At this. this is four. Keep going. Uh, and you're sure place your hands on by reefs not in there. Really sure. Okay. Might be number sixteen though. Yep. Um. Oh, I'm running out of those now. So you had Cotton Eye Joe. Shall I help you out? Shall I give you a couple? Do you know what I really is? 
I don't know if it's the most annoying song. I just hate it. Um, Shall I give you a couple? Yeah. Number 15, Chumbawamba, Tub Thumping. Yeah. Number 15. Fair enough. Number 14, Lou Bega, Mambo Number 5. Oh, rubbish. <laughs> like, this, do you know what these songs are? Do you remember when we used to go, before we actually left our hometown, and we used to go clubbing? And there was this good nightclub in our town. So downstairs, we play really good house music, and it used to get some cracking DJs. Really then upstairs, and it was just called Upstairs, what played this nonsense. It did, it did. And trying to get anyone to go downstairs to actually have a drink and listen to proper music yeah, it was. was a disaster. It, good point. And it was just like standing there with your Smirnoff ice, listening to Mambo Number no. 5, and people were like, you having a good night, Les? What do you think? <laughs> So number 13, you want to take any more stabs now that you've got a couple? Number 13, Hanson and Bop. Of course, yep. Number 12, which I didn't know was a single, but apparently is, The Muppets, Manana. I have no idea. But that would be annoying. I didn't know it was a single, yeah, but apparently. Uh, number 11, you sure you want to take a stab at anything else yet? Yeah, no. Uh, Lost Del Rio, Macarena. Macarena, of course. Number 10, Doop. Doop, doop. Number nine, Finger Boys, you said that. Number eight, Mr. Blobby. Mr. Blobby. I don't remember what that goes like. <sighs> number seven, Rednecks, Cut My Jaw. Number six, Scatman. Of course. Uh, number five, Baha Men, Who Let the Dogs Out. <gasps> Who Let the Dogs Out. Woof. This one, I don't know. Last Ketchup, the Ketchup song? No idea what that is. No idea. But then you got three, two, one. You got Eiffel sixty-five, Aqua, and then Crazy Frog at number one. But wasn't now am I mistaken? Or one of the polls that we spoke about at the beginning wasn't Barbie Girl one of the best-selling singles of, of all? It was time? a most selling. It was number two most selling single in the UK during the nineties. So what does that tell me? So it's number two most annoying song. Number two most annoying and number one number two best-selling. What's that giving me? Is <laughs> a is a music demographic? What's that telling me? I might dig into that. What does that mean? There's something there. there I'm just going to leave it there. Definitely. All right. Uh, so the Cool Britannia lineup uh, got announced. It's on the 30th of August uh, to the 1st of September at Nebworth uh, in 2019. The lineup, Les. Oh, no. It makes you wish you were there. It really does, right? On the Saturday, James, Embrace, Sleeper, Black Grape, Soul to Soul. Wow. The Blue Tones, oh, wow. The Farm. Wow. Right? Uh, the DJs, Danny Rampling, Seb Fontaine and Baby D. Wow. <laughs> Ready for Sunday? Yep. Basement Jacks, DJ set. Why a DJ set? I don't know. I don't know they... Can I just talk about that for a second? Oh, God. Because yeah, sure. it really winds me up. Because you know why? Because I was on... Did you know that Leftfield did a DJ set? Yeah. So, yes. You're going through things and I saw Leftfield are coming to Sydney. Got excited, was about to send you a message. DJ set. It's a DJ set. Don't bother. Not being honest, I can do a DJ set in my front room. Yeah, true. Winds me up. I don't want, just because, what is that? You're not, I want to see you play the tracks true. that you are there for. Very true. Like, I don't want to see Oasis do a DJ set. I don't want to see anyone do a DJ set, apart from a DJ. Yes, good point. So Basement Jacks are renowned for the DJ sets. Yeah, I know, and I've seen it. And it's Which not... I, yeah, I, it's not the same, is it? No. And I've seen them honest... a couple of times. Oh, sorry. That was an unexpected <laughs> rap. But I think I just get excited because you see it, and then it's always in like, so it's like left field, font 18, DJ set, font 5. <laughs> so it's like, it catches you out because you've not read it properly. So you're like, oh, I'm excited. Oh, no, I'm not. Yeah, good point, good point. Shall I continue? Sorry. Finished. The Coral. 
Which oh! I yeah, which I always think back. Up in my lonely room, and I'm dreaming of you. Okay. Sorry. I always think about The Walking Dead. Carl is one of the characters, and it always sounds like okay. that. Star Sailor. Oh, Star Sailor. Gabrielle. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Dreams can come true. All right. Look at me, babe. I'm with you. The one I've been wanting to talk about. Okay. Fun loving criminals. Uh, dodgy Baby Bird DJs Baby Bird What was that <gasps> Because you're yeah, yeah. Why is that not in the top Most annoying songs uh, Good point uh, Ready for the DJs to, okay. to take you off Even more Maxi Jazz faith, Faithless DJs here. Oh <laughs> No We've been through this Norman J Living Joy Phil Hartnell From The Orbital now he is I've seen him do a DJ and set and he is really good he, but he doesn't he plays breaks he doesn't play anything he doesn't but he's not saying orbital DJ set no he's going Phil Hartnell Phil, yeah he does Graham Park Shades of Rhythm alright pretty Live and Joy yeah did they do I'm a Dreamer that's right <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's the lineup for is this going to be a yearly event yeah I want to go it's good isn't it it's a pretty good <gasps> maybe lineup. we should go because I I'm not going UK in September yeah, but I want to go back maybe next year, the year after, because it's a milestone birthday. I'm not going to say it out loud. Okay. I'd throw my pen away. <laughs> but um, because I want okay. to... Okay. Uh, that's not bad. Don't I want to go to Ibiza. What? Yeah. You're too old for Ibiza. No, I'm really not. You really are. Never been. Well, so... I've well. never been either. Um, have Talking about the Fun Living Criminals for a second. Have you seen... We saw them live. Yeah, we have. I remember that one. Have you seen uh, Huey on Nevermind the Buzzcocks? No. Okay. I will post it, right? And he... They're going through this segment where he has to finish a song. And there's two presenters who are sort of badgering him to at the songs. And he's just... He's in a bad mood. He's in a bad mood already before they start the segment. And they are badgering him to kind of give the next line to the song. And he's just point blank getting annoyed and frustrated and doesn't want to do it. Why is he on it then? I don't know what it is. He was just in a bad mood. He, halfway through the segment... There's a mug on the desk in front of him, just grabs it and throws it against the desk and the whole thing just explodes and goes everywhere, right? And um, people, everyone's stunned. This is live show. No what? one... It's just weird. And then so the, the, the two of them try and sort of recover the segment and then Hugh just goes, I'm off, and walks off middle of the show. It's, it's, the, it's weird. And for such a cool, laid-back, easy-going band... But is he, though? I don't know. Obviously not. Something. I'll have to say that before I sort of cast any judgment. Something ticked him off on that one, and he was not happy. Wow. Um, we're cracking on a bit for time, so I might leave that to our next episode. What I wanted to do was talk about. We talked about the top singles of the nineties. Yep. I've got the top albums of Whoa. the nineties. You want to do this now? Let's do it now. Yeah, because I think the more we talk about things like this, the less we talk about Reef. <sighs> So our listeners would be happy. So for the sixty-six percent, oh, for goodness, leave they'll really alone. be enjoying us. For the thirty-three, sorry, majority rule. It's a democracy, people. <laughs> All right. So top uh, UK albums of the nineties. All right, I have a hundred. I'm not going to go through a hundred. Are you right? sure? Because no. that would take time. Shut up. <laughs> so, um, do you want to go? I'll read. I'll go through. Well, I tell you what, we'll do. I have an idea. Go I'll on. Just throw it out there. Go Why on. don't we do? Um, like the countdown but do it across episodes so we'll do 10 today so 100 to 90 and then we can continue down alright that's a lot but yeah okay let's do that 
Oh god, this band you'll talk about for ages. Number hundred. No need to argue by the cranberries. <gasps> I love the cranberries. <laughs> people have got that by now. Okay. Number ninety-nine, the best of the M people by M people. Yep. Number uh, ninety-eight, Monster by R E M. Oh. Ninety-seven, Real Love by Lisa Stansfield. Number ninety-six. Lisa Stansfield. Yeah. I've been around the world and I, oh, I, I, I can't find my baby. It's a good song. Yeah. Number 96, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club by the Beatles. So still it's... selling. And that's... But this, is in the this? Ni- this is in the 90s. Oh, that was still there. Still selling. Wow. Uh, Love Songs by Elton John. Picture this by Wet, Wet, Wet. <laughs> why do I always laugh you at always Wet, Wet, Wet? You always giggle at Wet, I don't wet, know wet. why. <laughs> uh, 93, Left of the Middle by Natalie and Bruglia. Oh, what an album. I'm in blood, I'm torn. I'm all out of faith. Uh, number 92 OK Computer by Radiohead number Ooh, 91 yeah number 91 Everything Must Go by The Manix that and far down th- as well correct Whew. so we'll, we'll pause there to... we'll pause pause ok just before we move on any surprises in that I'm surprised that Radiohead and Manix being that low yeah they're quite low down aren't they hmm. but then when you start you've got to remember as I look at this list now and you think about all the other genres of music and when you think back to our charts that we've been going through, you know, some of the artists with their best ofs and stuff like that, you go, oh, how did yeah, they get in there? Yeah, because the, this, this is everything here. The fact the Beatles are still in there in the 90s. In the 90s, selling just, music. I mean, that's just phenomenal. All right. So we've talked about the album ratings for Noel and Liam. But what, so for next week, there's only two albums left, and then oh. I have this huge list of new albums. Oh, brilliant! Through. Oh, it's massive. It's like 30, 40 albums. Um, I basically search through NME and Q and all this sort of stuff to get like the best sort of albums um, for the last couple of years. But we have your favourite, James, Living in Extraordinary Times. Okay. And we have Cast kicking up the dust. Which oh yeah. So those are the two we're going to do next week. Let's write this down. Cast. I love how you write down your homework. You? Now, before we get into the next segment, I have something really... A surprise. Right? A surprise! Surprise. Okay. Is it a present? Kind of. Kind mm. of. Do you remember back, because we were about to get into Britpop one-liners. Oh. Do you remember a couple of episodes ago, you slipped up and you went, Jungle Jingle. Right? You know, you threw those words out and you went, oh, I want someone to do a jingle. And do for some reason you went, Jungle Jingle. Probably sounds very much like me. I've made one. Oh! <gasps> Alright. <laughs> How good is that? So I'm gonna play it, right? Oh, brilliant. I'll pause this, I'll play it to you, and then for everyone else they're gonna hear it and then we'll come back and I'll get your first reaction. I'm excited. Are you excited? I'm very I'm excited. excited. I've had this for a couple of weeks so. <laughs> Alright, pause. What do you think? That is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. <clears throat> yeah, this is, I, be, this is my favourite again. I'm going to love it just for the jingle. See, smoke and mirrors, smoke and mirrors. That's I what see this what you're is doing. all about. I'll tell you what, I'm like five years old. Yeah, just not, sh- something shiny. As soon as I made that, I was like, I can't wait to play it to you. And then I went, I'm going to hold it to this episode. I see what you're Stop doing. Stop being so grumpy. I see what you're doing. And then we'll get into it's it. It's working. Well done. Okay, it's your turn to ask me on Britpop One Liners. Brilliant. So here's a list. I'm only going to play that jingle once. I'm not going to play it every week. People get sick of it. Well, that's what jingle is. You play it every week. So that'll be fun. Okay. Um, okay, so I am going to give you Sleeper. Oh, uh, I'm really excited about their new album. Is mm-hmm. So 
Sleeper, consistent, constant band, um, good tunes. Uh, very and look, one liner. Can't wait to hear the new album. Very excited. Yeah, me too. Go. Uh, cast. Cast. Um, funny enough, been listening to their their sort of new album, which is which is good. Um, but I'm also really happy they were supposed to have toured Australia in February and had to cancel it, and they're now scheduling it for October. So. Brilliant. I'm actually, and they're doing the greatest hits tour as well in Australia. So um, they have some belters. Sandstorm is one of the best songs ever. Yeah, it's awesome. And uh, so, yeah, love cast. Love me a bit of cast. Supernaturals. Oh, I wish we could talk about this band in more detail, but you don't like them as much as I do. I have very fond memories of their album, A Tune a Day. And the reason being is, I bought it the week before um, I went to Teen the Park and saw them um, play some of those songs. It's a great, it's a fun album. I'm surprised you don't like it because it's. I so, don't dislike it. I just think compared to the other ones. Yeah. So it's not a dislike. It's I, just I, a, it's not up there with for me with some of the rest. A Tuna Day is one of my all time favorite. Certainly albums. could listen to. It. And I think it was didn't we post it on Twitter? It was their 25th anniversary of that yeah. album. Yeah. And it was a lot of people just talking really good positive yeah. vibes from that album. So. Awesome. Good. Did you give me three good ones? Yeah. Well. Oh, thank you. Thought it'd be quite nice. Keeping on with the good stuff, let's talk about the album we're yeah. here to discuss. To be fair, you didn't deserve good ones, but. Are you ready? Yep. So, number 41 is Reef with Glow. Don't put your head in your hands like that. So, the album cover looks nothing really stand out. It's got some images there of, of them as the band. A bit like the name. album. Stop it. It's released on the 27th of January 1997. It's Reef's second album. Their previous album was Replenish, uh, which got to number nine Uh in the UK. And I want to talk about that in a bit. What followed it was Rides. Uh, It got released in 1999 and got to number three. Uh, Their label is S2, which is a subsidiary of Sony. Other bands, Jimmy Requi, Desiree and Jimmy Ray. Do you know who Jimmy Ray is? No. No, he was apparently really, uh, quite a big deal. Had a song called Are You Jimmy Ray? But, <laughs> yeah. The producer uh, was Reef and George Draculius. Other albums uh, by the by George was Primal Screen, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, and The Screaming Trees. Um, interestingly about George, he's also been the music supervisor for lots of comedic movies. Blades of Glory. Have you seen that? Yeah. Great for me. It's hilarious. School of Rock. Yes. And is that the one with um, Jack, Jack Black? Black. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Team America. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> What's your thoughts on Team America? I love it. I'm surprised by that. It's not Oscar nominated, is it? Leslie? No, but it's funny. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't love it? It's no, ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Uh, so it's 11 tracks, 48 minutes long, no secret tracks. It got to number one, Leslie. You got nothing. I think the 33% of people bought three copies. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why? So the number they got to number one. What did it get knocked off? So it got knocked off by the Avita soundtrack. Have you seen that movie? No, I don't like musicals. No. Okay. So I don't know why people sing to each other when they should be speaking. I can't oh, get my head around it. Sorry, let me correct that. So it knocked off the Avita soundtrack, ah. and it got kicked off by one of your favourite albums, Woo-hoo! Texas White on Blonde. Boom. So do you know they actually supported Texas? Who, on a, on a Texas tour, yeah, really, okay. absolutely cried with laughter because I think 
of the two bands that got us in so much hot water at the beginning of this whole thing <laughs> that they did a tour together and I was like that bet you weren't all watching that one um, I would be going for Texas but I wouldn't be going for Reef that would be a great gig for me and you to go to yeah it would be because it... you could watch it and then you could go home yeah, and I'd well, you wouldn't go. We should stay for Texas, but I wouldn't come till later. Oh. I'll, I'll meet you there at nine. When are they on quarter past? And then I'll bring some beers. Oh, that's harsh. Shall we get into the charts? If we, yes. 1997, remember? 97. 97. Now, that was a great year for music, in my opinion. Okay, so 97 albums. Okay. Top 10. So I just gave you two. I what gave month? You... Not that I make uh, a difference. But... What month did I say? 27th of Jan. So brand new right year in 1997. Mm-hmm. So I've given you one. So number one is, is Glow. Number two is Evita because that's what uh, it got knocked off by. What about the rest? I'm um, 97. He's always in here. Just just name your boy. Elton John. Oh, it's, who's the other boy? Who's the other? Simply Red. No, no, oh. no. Michael Bolton. No, George, George Michael. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Your other boy. He's at number seven. So at number ten. Is that ladies and gentlemen? That was older again. Older again. Seems to be forever in yep. the charts. Um, number ten, Travelling Without Moving by Jamiroquai. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Number nine, Tragic Kingdom by No Doubt. Oh, don't speak. Is that the album with that on it? Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Uh, number eight, Always in Here, Celine Dion, Falling Into You. Jeez. But now, if I'm looking at this, right... Then you got George Michael. Celine's been in the charts for 47 weeks. So wow. pretty much 96 to 97, she's pretty much in the top 10. That's fascinating. Uh, George Michael, 38 weeks. Number six with 49 weeks on the chart, Ocean Drive, Light the House Family. <laughs> <laughs> that was the second album, I think. Because we are gonna No, that's the first album. I don't know what's on this one. Uh, number five, Coming Up by Suede. Aha. Uh-huh. Number five, yeah. Number four, Blue is a Colour by the Beautiful South. Number three, Spice by the Spice Girls. Spice Girls? Forgot about them. Singles? Wow. Uh, Take that back. 97 was a good year for music. Yeah, you'll tell by the, the singles that, oh, there's a belter in here I want to talk about. Number 10, Barbara Streisland and Brian Adams. I finally found someone. Oh, God. Oh. Oh. But number I've nine. Just be, I've just been sick of my mouth. <laughs> number nine. Placebo, Nancy Boy. Oh, yeah, great song. Great song. Great album. Number eight, Say What You Want by Texas. Oh, yeah. lovely. Yeah. Number seven, Beetlebum by Blur. Oh, see the singles charts mm-hmm. a bit better. Mm-hmm. Number six, Do You Know by Michelle Gay? Gale, Michelle Gale. No, I don't know. <laughs> I uh, on Vogue, Don't Let Go. Oh my God, I love this song. <laughs> Your face. I absolutely love Go this on. song. <laughs> Oh, that one! What's it gonna be? Cause I did tell. Don't you wanna be more than friends? And they tell right, don't, don't let go. All right, I'll it's go. a guilty pleasure to mind that song. It's actually it's a nice song, nice song. Okay, uh, number four, Orb with Toxygen. Number the three, Orb. Your Woman with White Town. <laughs> Casio keyboard. <laughs> He Fair made, play, he made it in his bedroom. Oh, and he must have made a ton of money off it, right? It went to number one, I'm it, sure. Uh, yes, it did. Yeah. It did. Uh, number two, Where Do You Go by No Mercy. Is that the one that goes, Where Do You Go, go My Lovely? <laughs> and number one, it's a banger, Ain't Nobody by LL Cool J. That's a good song. 
Ain't nobody. 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 Is that, are you sure that's that? I think it is. Pretty sure it was. Ain't nobody. Nobody. Isn't maybe that um, Shaka Khan? Yeah, but maybe he samples it and raps over it. I don't know. That's homework for us because we could have just completely. Let's get into Reef. Oh. Come on, let's get in there. All right, so Reef are a four piece from Glastonbury. Mm -hmm. Uh, Gary and Kenwin from Somerset, and Jack and Dominic uh, just nearby. Gary Stringer on vocals, as we all know and love, and Jack Bassan on bass. Now, they they two are the constants. Um, So they met while. That's their first problem. Oh, stop it, you. They met while studying at college, where they formed a band that would eventually become known as Chief. Chief, interestingly enough, included future Cooler Shaker drummer. Paul Winterheart. Okay? We haven't got to Cooler Shaker yet. I can't wait for that episode. After Chief disbanded, Stringer went travelling, came back home and met Greensmith in house and Reef was born. So Ken, they've had a bit of people moving around, right? So Kenwin House has been on guitar until 2014 and then Jess Wood stepped in. He's the son of Ronnie Wood from the Rolling Stones. Did you know that? No. Didn't obviously inherit the... Musical. Stop it. Okay, yeah. Are you... Come on. Attacking or... Anyway. Next... Yeah, Dominic Greensmith. Uh, He was originally in the band. He left in 2003, so Nathan Curran came in. However, he came back till 2018, then announced his retirement at the end of 2018. So they've done a bit of shuffling. Um, They sort of formed in 93. In 94, they started making music and supporting bands like Paul Weller, The Rolling Stones and Soundgarten. Uh, They were originally called Naked, but changed it to Reef. 95. Good idea. 95, they released Good Feeling and the song Naked. Naked was the advert for the mini disc player. Can we talk about this? I loved my mini disc player. Did you have one? Yeah, I loved them. Had a proper collection of them, loved it, recorded stuff. Used it for uni a bit as well, because I did some stuff for it. Um, yeah, loved mini discs. Because okay. they were so small, and mm-hmm. they were like easy to use, and they were compact, and um, I reckon I was the only person in the world that had one. But You probably were, to be fair. They, I actually loved it. They came around in the early 90s, and so when was this? This was 95, um, so Reef did the advert... Advert, you'd love the advert because it's the epitome of what you think of Reef. So they're sitting in front of a record. The guy's skateboarding outside to the, one of their songs. Uh, and sorry, he's skateboarding outside. They're in a music studio and they hand over their sort of mini disc for the record producer to play. Comes out, they play the song. Record producer doesn't like it, throws it out the window and it lands at the feet of the skateboarder. He puts it in his mini disc plays or a mini disc player, loves it and skateboards off. Right, that's the advert. Right, the skateboarder loves it, and it's all about. The, but I just read it. Was went, it you? Because oh. you had a skateboard. I had a skateboard. You're were right. you that person? Was I the record person? And you were. Could be. Yep. Could could yep. be. But the mini disc. So it came out in '95. Way too expensive. Right. Um, I had one. It couldn't have been. Well, it depends. It got re sort of pushed again later um, in the '90s, and price came down a bit. But two years later came the iPod. And of course, that that came that out. Did anybody have a mini disc player? Let us know, because I'd love to know. Was it just me? I know one of our listeners does because he tweeted a picture of it the other day and talked about it. But 
I never had one. I never, I never got into it. I loved it. It was just easy because they were so small and you could just carry them. But how did you go about? Because didn't Sony only have the rights to the actual mini discs? No other. Like you didn't buy. Like I never. You never um, bought an album. No. So I just buy a ton of blank mini discs and I just put stuff on them. So and you... and from memory, and I could be wrong. From memory, they had a lot. You could fit a lot on one. Right. So it was like you could bang on a few albums on one. Ah. So it was like I used to buy blank ones and I could put a ton of albums on them. Got so it. the store you could literally only have ten mini discs, which would have been for people who can't see me. It's, like <laughs> my, it's about five inches like this. And you could have like a ton of albums. So instead of carrying like a hundred CV, yep. CDs, yep. you could have those. And they were sturdy, like you could that's why you could smash them off the ground. Yeah, well that's what happened, yeah. Um and so they were fine. So I used to just always have them in my bag and then the player was small, like the player was like half the size of my Samsung phone. Oh wow. Yeah, it was tiny but that's okay. that. And then I liked it. And then you could yeah, I don't know. But it never really So you liked it, but but then the iPod came and that yeah, was it. Like, it killed yeah. digital music killed yeah, it of essentially. Course. Um so in ninety five they released Replenish. Now, I think I was a little bit harsh. I didn't rate it. I rated it as an okay album, but Mellow and Naked off that album are, are awesome. Interesting enough, you gave that album a 5 out of 10. I don't well. remember. You don't remember. The thing, they all blurred into each other. I think the problem being now is when, you, when we do the albums properly, like this, you go and listen to it in a deep dive. You do. To be honest with you, when I was doing the spreadsheet, right? Right. I just want to talk through this. Here we go. The albums that I know and love were easy. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. you kind of knew, you didn't even have to listen to it again. The it ones that you thought you used to like, but you haven't listened to for all you'd listen and you reminded you and you give it a rating. Yeah, yeah. The ones that you didn't really listen to or like or you weren't familiar with, you give it one listen and go, I don't like it, and then you give it a rating. Or you did. but And so it was just, and you were going through so many that you were just, it became a bit of a factory, just pumping out ratings, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, okay. When you deep dive into them for these episodes, you got to listen to it a few times so you can actually talk about Correct. it. Correct. Right? <laughs> My rating would change. Well, for we, numerous, and for good and bad. Not just this album. But I think I've realised in, in general they go up or down a mark because you go, do you know what? I was either too harsh. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I think I was with Audio Web where there was another band I can't remember. And you go, do you know what? Now I've given it my full undivided attention and it's not on the back of ten albums this week. That's fair. Um, but this, the same happens on that's the reverse. Fair. Yeah. So, I agree, agree yeah. with you there. Um, all right, so they then released. Um, Which would mean would our top fifty actually change? Why? Well, yeah, well, <gasps> let's not even question that. So, replenish, uh, as we mentioned, that album went to number nine. It followed by Glow. Two years later, it's a very different album. So, replenish is very rocky. Glow has some very different styles of tracks, which which we'll get into, and it does have some very mixed reviews. Um, this album. <laughs> Get it together. Get it together. Why is that even funny? It's because you, you've took it the other way. Right? Let me tell you, Kerrang, you know the uh, magazine Kerrang, loved Glow. Well, what does that tell me? It shouldn't be in our chat. Anyway, sorry. No, no, but oh, yeah. do you not find Kerrang I always thought was quite a... Uh, rocky. Rocky, metal, and Glow has some tracks on it that you kind of go, there is definitely Yeah, but not. it's that annoying voice. He's got that heavy metal voice. That, All right. That annoying one. So... Uh, Glow came in on number three on Kerrang's list of best albums from 1997. It was placed 49 on Kerrang's top 100 British rock albums of all time. And it was number 26 on Kerrang's 
top 100 albums that you must hear before you die. Which is why I never bought Kerrang. <laughs> ever. I think that's great. Did any of our listeners buy Kerrang? Let us know. I'll put a poll up. Yes or no? Oh. Not maybe. <laughs> sometimes. Not sometimes. Why can't you ever... Not, so- it's just yes or no. Oh. Did you or not? All right, okay. You and polls. All right, so I want to talk about this for a second. I found my niche. Did you see that Reef got, Reef got sued in 2000? No. Okay, let me talk to you about this, right? And I'll, I'll try and keep it because it's quite complicated, right? So Reef are a brand that also kind of makes surf wear. They're specifically known for sandals, right? I Sandals, thongs, flip-flops, whatever you want to call it. Why are you laughing? I don't know, because it's funny. Okay, so... Thongs, by the way, in Australia are flip-flops. Well, that's why not I get... your underwear. Not your, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, um, recently, so I wear Reef thongs, right? As in sandals, not undies. Flip-flops. We're going to have to keep calling it that, right? Flip, call them flip-flops. Okay. Everybody knows what well, no, Yeah, okay. All right. So, um, went to Queensland and I lost them. So, I went out to have to buy a new pair, right? How much do you reckon a pair of flip-flops or thongs would cost you? I, well, to be honest, I'm quite um, brand loyal and I buy Havianas and they're around about $25. Havianas are quite cheap depending on where you get them, right? Mm. They're the most popular brand. But I like the thick band, so sometimes I pay a couple of dollars more. (laughs) (laughs) Riveting, riveting. (laughs) So anyway, I go in, and I'm the same with you, I like the, the thick band and stuff like that. Anyway, so I went just in a, a, a surf store to buy a pair of reef um, sandals take them to the counter get, rings them up that'll be $17 please oh 17 no problem bargain that is a bargain yeah until I realised it was $79 and I went oh too late I've already handed the card across purchases made right that's surprising. I know too. You're was, a bit tight. Usually I'm you take very tight, and you're not shy at saying things. The group that I was with couldn't believe it when I walked out. The I would have believed it. I'd have been on the floor <laughs> laughing. So I'm like, oh, but can I tell you, awesome, and also they have an air bubble in them. An air bubble. Like like Nike Airs, they have an air bubble in the, the heels, <laughs> right? And also they have a bottle opener. On the soul. That's cool. That's cool. How obvious is that? That's very Australian. It's the obvious right? thing in the world. I knew you'd enjoy that story. So I kind of got the comfy. I want to get a pair now. <laughs> I'm always caught short for a bottle because <laughs> I drink my fancy beers and they are not screw top. Anyway, this is not riveting. Yep. So anyway, that's an example of the Reef, the sort of clothing and, and sandal company. Anyway, in 1996, Reef applied for a trademark in the band's name to distribute clothing. So this is the band wanting to sell T-shirts uh, yep. and all that sort of stuff, yep. right? Reef Clothing, which is owned by a company called Southcone, objected because they already had Reef Brazil registered and they said it would confuse customers, right? Not knowing whether it's Reef the band or Reef the surfing label. Would it? Would, would exactly, it really? Exactly. It was thrown out, right? So, so they were taken to court. It was thrown out and Reef were allowed to register due to the products not being similar and the two brands not being classed in a similar genre. No. Um, and the, the, the company said it would confuse surfers. It really wouldn't. It wouldn't. Anyway, so it went, they appealed. So the, the clothing company appealed and it went to the high court in 2001. What? Yep, 2001. And Reef, the band, were overruled, right? So then Reef had to appeal in 2002 oh. and it finally got reversed, right? So, you know, six years the band had to, to sort of fight to get recognised as a trademark for them to be able to sell stuff at gigs. So after all of that, 
they sold two t-shirts <laughs> actually three t-shirts three well actually three and a third t-shirts because the 33 percent people that went yeah. that's what you take from that you, you still have a they went through six years of hardship fighting court fees mm. just to sell some t-shirts why bother just can't sign else because to, uh, good on them for fighting it well done reef right so uh let's talk about the band uh back on that so they officially split up in 2003 yes shut up you couple of side projects uh them is me as a band that they they did and then they did stringer and Bissant, which done some uh acoustic stuff uh under the name stringer Bissant. have Lots- you listened to any of that yeah it's quite good very it's it's acoustic so very oh. f- very different to what they do mm. it's very very good uh, lots of one-off gigs and supporting acts until 2016 and then this is when we're talking about that whole Britpop Britannia revival um, they released How I Got Over which is on that new album Revelation and they started to get a bit of publicity behind them and a bit of momentum and then they released Revelations 18 years uh, later after their last album so they've done Replenish, Glow, Rides, Getaway and now Revelations it's quite a back catalogue. I love. See, the thing is, you have a go at them. I like each of those albums. Um, you know, it, it warms my heart that you like them. I really, it's beautiful. Thank you. Uh, there was one weird thing. You know how my sweet love we we made oh. we made uh, you had a bit of fun with that. I did find out slightly sad. So I watched the video because I quite like the song My Sweet I know, Love, right? I know, so I watched the music video. Guess what? Cheryl Crow's not in it, right? Why is that weird? Well, she sings half the song, for one. 100%. And then I found out, because you sort of read, you know, in an interview with, with Stringer, like, how did it go, how did this all come about with Cheryl Crow? And anyway, he talked about, you know, the, the I think it was the producer knew Cheryl and all that sort of stuff, and she liked the way the song was. They met each other over Skype. They've never actually met together. Like, they never met each other. Um, all Stringer got to see was her singing, actually, the parts of the song. Which I find that's quite unusual, the way... Can they not afford a flight? I don't know. It seems a bit unusual, doesn't it? Didn't they sell don't enough work t-shirts. Together. Oh, God. <laughs> Can I tell you one more story about why I like this album? Go on, then. I'll be nice. Go on. Thank you. And then we'll get into the singles because we're clocking on, right? So, you know, you've been banging on about Reef for a while, right? And well, I, You have. And you know how I'm the minority? Yeah, 33%. 30%, yeah. yeah. In, every, in everything. In everything, I'm always the minority. Apart from oh, taping over cassettes, which I loved, right? Bless. And you stand your ground. It's really, really inspiring. <laughs> oh. uh, right. So, uh, not many people... Well, you've put it into my head that not many people like grief, right? So, I'm in New no, Zealand. No, they do. I just think it's funny. I'm in New Zealand, right? Um, with, with my friend, right? Ray, right? Um... And we are driving through the hills of New Zealand. And Ray's a baller, as you know. So we're in this sort of rented, brand new Mercedes car. And I'm driving it. So I'm like, I'm feeling king of the world right now. It's awesome, right? But we're driving through this beautiful hills. Like, landscape is just tremendous. New Zealand's a wonderful place. And um, there's no internet, right? So it's all... uh, so Ray's on Apple Music, I'm on Spotify, there's nothing, right? So I was like, look, I've got some albums on my phone, see if you can find anything you like. Now, he has very different tastes to what I do, right? Anyway, skimming through my phone, oh, you've got Reef, I like Reef, bang it on. I'm like, what? And anyway, so the Reef Glow album is my soundtrack to driving through the hills um, in oh, New Zealand that's lovely and I can't so, take that from you and that yeah it's really nice but it just goes to show you that even people that I would never have 
repacked as a, a reef fan. And he loved it. So, but I wouldn't peg him as a Stone Roses fan either. And he liked them. He liked them too as well. So, yeah. you know, just that album now has a special place because it's just, it reminds me of driving oh, through New Zealand. It's lovely. You're trying to play in my heartstrings, aren't you? I'm trying. Is it working? I see what you're doing. A little bit. I can't say anything bad about that. Smoking mirrors, mate. Yeah, you're doing well. I'm doing well. Yeah, no. Shall we get into the singles? If we have to. Place your hands. Right. One out of ten. Awful. What's that? Drunk pub song. Everybody sings it. Just garbage. Like, absolute garbage. Like, it's just... It should be in the top ten most annoying songs. It is just awful. It's just overplayed, but not overplayed in a good way, as in you've heard it at a good nightclub, or you've heard... It's just rubbish. If it's not an advert, it's some rubbish. Um, It's every single drunk idiot I've ever seen shouts it and sings it. It's in every single pub. It's on all those, like, top 50 pub songs. Top 50 barbecue songs of all time. Hate it. Finished? Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> do you want to take a breath? Yeah. I don't like it. Oh, really? Yeah. Lovely. Didn't guess that from your rant. God, you changed colour there. Um, so it went to number six. Good. Hugely popular song. Um, the video itself, very colourful. It's in a grey warehouse, however, they're in an orange room where the band plays, sing, and they're pulled on strings. And it just, it's a very, very um, good looking video, like sleepers. You don't like it, admit it. Night. I don't like the video. You don't like the song. Right. Here's my little thing about this I've heard it a lot, right? And I, I listened to the album on the way here. I still like it's a belter of a song to kick, out, to kick off an album. Um, I do think. And this is my fault. I've probably listened to it too much. So it doesn't have the same effect. I still like the song. I just... It's not my standout on the album anymore from when I was younger. There's actually different songs on the album that I like more than that now. So I think... I still like it. And I still appreciate it as a song. But to your point, I do acknowledge that it it has been played a lot. Now, great talking point. Overplayed songs, Lil. Yep. Is there any mainstream songs that you think have been overplayed that you just go, meh, now, as opposed to, you know, when you first heard it for the first time? Yeah. Can, can I give you an example? I'll give you one, because I know what you're going to say. Wonderwall. Oh, that is what I'm going to say! Yeah, you're not going to catch me. <laughs> Don't sit there thinking you're smart. I know what you're trying to do here. Go on. If you even try and put that in the same musical bracket as Wonderwall, I'll literally jump over this desk, rip my microphone off, and go ape. So why is um, this a thing? Go on, now. So... For me, well, first of all, Wonderwall's actually a great song to begin with. So it's Place Your Hands? No, it's not. It isn't. Second of all, yes, it's completely overplayed. Um, And unfortunately now, if I was listening to What's the Story, depending on my mood, I may skip that song. Yeah. But it still has an amazing... Like, it still... It made me... It made me learn guitar. It's, It's got an amazing impact on my life and I love Wonderwall and I wouldn't hear a bad word against it but yes I hear what you're trying to I know the point you're trying to make about songs being overplayed and then it's on a jukebox and it's everywhere um, well, it's my, my ev- point is I'm trying to make is that does this fall into the same category it probably falls into the same category but my caveat would be <laughs> that Wonderwall was a good song to begin with and it's a classic of our time it's a classic song. It's like Imagine by John Lennon. Love, like, it's a beautiful song. And me, that's in the overplayed bracket. Okay. Um, Bohemian Rhapsody, same bracket. So, 
classic of our time. I can barely listen to it. So it's in that it's in that bracket. Good I have you. loads yeah. of songs I love. So Unfinished Sympathy by Massive Attack. I actually limit myself to listening to that three times a year because I never want to get to it. <laughs> You've actually got a I have to because it becomes like it becomes in that overplayed bracket. Okay. The only thing I'd say is that Wonderwall Bohemian Rhapsody, Imagine, were all amazing songs to begin with. Yeah. Place your hands, wouldn't even be able to make those songs a cup of tea. <laughs> so I see what you're trying to do, but and you're right, but it isn't even in the same league. So it's a good place argument, your hands is Vauxhall Conference. Wonderwall is yeah, challenging for the premiership. Okay. Good point though, right? No, nope, I'm gonna have to try. All right, so... But I got you, deflected. Yeah, whatever. So, um, Place Your Hands is the most successful uh, single... What's your most overplayed song? Like, what, I mean, on that, because that's a very good point. What songs can you think of that you would think... Like, you go, oh, loved it, and now I can't hear it again. Uh, I, song 2 by Blur. Yes, zero, good one. Zero effect on me now. Good one. Way too hammered all the time. And I love that, yes. Yeah, so that's probably one... Look, I have to admit, this is this is probably one of them, and it's you, you can't. It's no one's fault. It's not like Wonderwall should be played all the time because it's a great song, yeah. but you know, it sometimes loses just it, it just loses that. But so I'm a bit on the fence about this. It's it's no fault of the band. It's a it's a good song. It's just we've heard it so much. Yeah. So fair enough. You know what? Um, so it's their highest ever, um, most successful single. Um, probably the. The other thing, and even we got tweeted a few times about it this week, is that people remember this song for the TFI segment. I know. Oh, God. That's amazing. It's, it's your letters. It's, it's your letters. letters. See, even that. Which is, which is annoying. So, apparently there's a bit of... I don't know, that was fun at the time. It was fun at the time, but there was this story, and I don't know whether it's true or not, around people singing it at their gigs, which would be annoying. I don't think people would do that. Why would you go to a reef gig? And sing that at them, knowing that it's I not. It, you would, but you, you know. I wouldn't be at the gig. You wouldn't be at the gig. So, apparently, there's this rumor that Reef contacted Chris and sort of didn't say stop the segment, but just said, "I said, can you maybe change? Like, can you maybe promote the band a bit? Because sometimes people think that's all we're about." And Chris sort of fobbed them off a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know if that's true or not. But a lot of people, even this week, were tweeting us that bloody "It's Your Letter" segment. Yeah. But I, look. Um, Place your hands got to number six. Come back brighter. Oh, I hate this. Oh, do you? See, this is the this one. This is the worst song on the album. No. Come back brighter. What is his voice? I love it. I love this song. I love it. It's probably my second. I'd listen best. to Place Your Hands before I'd listen to Come Back Brighter. Really? His I thought you'd go the other it. way. No, it's hideous. All right, can we talk about his vocals then for a second? Yes, please. Um, he has one of the most irritating voices I think I've ever heard. I disagree one hundred percent with you. I love his voice. Now you said a comment to me before we, we sort of started recording that if they had the band themselves are good, the music is good, the lyrics are good, but if they had a different vocalist, that then was... I might be I might even be able to contemplate listening. And see to this them. is where I change I go, no, he makes the band. That's exactly what's which means I don't like Reef. it. Well it's not yeah, I, I get that. But it's like okay, so like we can talk else. about Liam Gallagher and we can talk about Ian Brown and their lyrics or not, but and they make that band. Sean Ryder makes a band. I get that. Yeah. But for me, there's an element of I kind of like that style, I like the voice. Even probably the songs are better. But his voice, like, like on Comeback Brighter, it's Love just it. hideous. Like it's, you know, I can't. 
like, oh. Anyone, just... li- anyone listening to this for the first time, right? This is why it's called banter, right? 100%. Because there are bands, as we count this down, that we are polar opposites. Yeah. This is one of the big ones, right? This is, if not the biggest, I think. Right? And don't get me wrong, there are episodes that you've probably listened to or we're about to go through that we both love a band. And everything's nice and fluffy and great. This is probably the harshest episode so far, 100%. let's be honest. Because this is the one with the biggest swing, right? Do you think there's a band that you... Yes. Are that polarised towards compared to me? Like, as in... That I can't... That I don't like that you like. Uh-huh. See, this is... I would... Do you know what... This is the most polarised. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Um, let's keep going. So, Comeback Brighter got to number eight, right? Um, I like this video. They were on the moon. They're beaming back to Earth. However, I've put a line in here saying the OCD in me wants to pick at some of the flaws because some... <laughs> Because some of the things, they're supposed to be on the moon, beaming the, 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 the music back to Earth, and everyone's sort of gathering around TVs to watch it, which is a good concept. But some things are floating, some things are not, some things are in slow motion, some things are not. And I'm like, consistency, okay? That is if you're going to be in space, live it. Anyway, that was my OCD kicking in for that video. Consideration, number 13. I, we'll talk about that when we get to it, right? Don't, I can see you getting, you're getting flushed. Um, I can't find the video for this. I can oh. find it live, but I can't find the actual video for it, which is quite unusual. Um, so it got to number 13, and then the last single was Year Old. <laughs> I said that to you. I was trying to cheer you up. So, yeah, so I get lots of nice messages for my birthday. Lovely. I sent you a lovely you text did. message you privately. You did. You did. I completely understand that. What would you put in my wallet? You're old. Sure. <laughs> I was trying to cheer you up. I was trying to be funny. So thank you for that. So It uh, was funny. It was, yeah. Look, it was funny. I did giggle at it. Um, the videos... I couldn't in... believe how apt it was. Like, I was thinking to myself, we're just about to talk about Reef. We've all... Re- and, and to be honest, we had a full-on, like, argument about whether we'd even talk about Reef. We did. This has been quite heated. And then it's his birthday, and he hates the fact he's getting old, and he is. And then, like, came all together as one, and I was like, oh, <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> Should we get into the tracks? Yep, yeah, let's I go. I can't wait for this. Oh. Alright, so the first track, it does kick off with Place Your Hands. My comments, it's a belter of a song. Am I a little bit over it? We have to play it. Uh, We have to play it. It's it's number one on the the album. It's a hugely popular song, not in your opinion. Um, So here is Place Your Hands. I still like it. You, you're gonna, I, I can just see you. I, I really like okay. that song, all right? Good. And I think, it, you know what? It's a great start to an album. Is right? it? Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Good. Now, I Would Have Left You. Oh. I love this song. It's a belter. Two and a half out of ten. Two and a half. Are you going to give... Is there songs in here you like? Yes. Okay, good. Two. All right. That's two. Two. Probably more than I thought, to be honest. So I would have left you. I really like this. I'm gonna play this. Your face, your face, Liz. Now, summer's in bloom. 
I bet you don't like this one. I can't stand it. I knew. <laughs> what don't you like about it? His voice. Is that it? The guitar. Like, yeah, it's just not a good. Like, it's irritating. It's like, it's like, it's like. Um, okay. Fingernails down a blackboard. Stop it, you. So, Summers in Bloom, I've gone. It's it's pretty good. Um, I actually really like the end to the song. And one thing I'll say about Reef. Didn't get that far. Okay. Uh, when I listen to Reef, even on the songs that I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of, I always find that their breakdowns and also their ends to the songs musically are excellent, right? So like you said, maybe the voice component, musically there are breakdowns and build-up. I think they just broke. And I'll, I'll give Okay, that. you can see that. All right. So we're not going to play Summers in Bloom. Lately Stomping. I don't, actually, I don't know which songs you're going to like. This is... Oh, okay. Lately Stomping. I've got... I really like this song. The chorus is great. Your thoughts? I quite like this song. What? Like I did not really, have it yeah. pegged. It's really? One of the ones that you go... Mm. Look, it's still Reef and it's still his voice. But look, I'm going to try and... Okay, I'm going to try It's too late now. We're way, I, way into I it. don't... I don't like Reef. But... Because of various reasons. But I also appreciate, as we say at the top of the episode, that they are not untalented musicians. Right? They're not. Mm-hmm. They can clearly write songs and they are clearly popular to some degree. Yeah. Do I think they fall into this whole bracket? Probably not. Would I listen to them? Probably not. This song, though, you can't... We'll slip it on a playlist and you'd be okay with it? I'd be... I'd probably... It'd be, it would depend on my mood. It okay. would get... It would be 50-50. It would be sometimes skipped, sometimes not. Um, it's not... It's one of those songs... It doesn't irritate me. I actually go, do you know what? I'll pay it. Like, you've, you're decent musicians. It's just as what I struggle with it. So, okay. But it, look, compared to the beginning of the album like that's okay oh that's okay I'll take that alright so I'm going to play this then I wasn't going to but the fact that you actually like this song well, we're going to play push, it but... Lately Stomping goes like this Now, consideration. Yes, like that. Is this the second song that yep. you like? Okay. Again, different vocalist. You've got a cracker on your hand. Nah, I'm locked in for this. This, so I'm a bit, this is this is one of those special songs for me. I think this is an absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous song. I wouldn't change a thing about this song. I think it's absolutely beautiful. The, and I love the, the, the two sides of the song, right? So you've got the start, which is quite quiet mm-hmm. and, and sensitive and just really nice, touching music. And then the end is, it's going to be okay. That sort of big... Oh, I almost said it. Oh, no, no, I almost no. said it. But it's that big belter of an ending. And I just think it's it's gorgeous, gorgeous song. I I, I can't... I love this song. Let's give that seven and a half out of ten. That's not bad. That's great. For me, this... this I love it. It's is that a okay? ten. Does that make you feel better? Yeah, it does, actually. Yeah, I'll take it. Okay. Can I tell you something else? Yes. It's my funeral song. Looks oh. like I won't be going. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love... Like, it's a bit weird to tell, say that, but it's such a beautiful, moving song and the sentiment behind it. You're going to outlive me, so to be honest, I'm not going to be there. <laughs> no, you're going to outlive We both know that. I'm way... All right, anyway, let's skip on past that. We'll talk about that offline. Um, don't you like it? No, I don't. 
provokes Velasquez. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Actually, I should say we have to play consideration. Yes, of course. Of course. Consideration goes like this. Don't you like it? Is not going to get played because you've just clearly said you don't like it. I, I don't. I don't mind it, um, but it does lead us into come back brighter. No, awful. See, this is weird. It's his voice. That bit we go. go but, but, but. <sighs> I, I can't deal with it. I'm like, I love it. I think I like it better than place your hands. But that's not hard. No, no, no. But I just, you know, if you if you ask the the, the, the biggest reef fan what their favourite song is, chances are it's going to be place your hands, right? Really, I disagree. I reckon people are like, oh, it's like asking Oasis fans, is Wonderwall your favourite song? Mm. Oh, you know what? I feel a poll coming no, on. No, you know what? That's, <laughs> what? that's what Twitter needs. It needs another Oasis poll. Not enough of those out there. Jeez. Wow. I'm angry. He's it's, 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 it's angry today. Just, there's way too many polls out there about Oasis. All right, so come back brighter. Uh, I love it. Goes like this. And Higher Vibration? I've already gone through the two songs that you like, so none of the rest are... You don't like any of them, do you? This isn't bad. Okay, Higher Vibration, I've gone... I quite like the song. This it's is the good. third one. Okay. I said there was three. Oh, did you? I thought you said there was two. Oh, well, yeah, there's three. Two, okay. yeah, there's three. Okay. Um, now, I'm Not Scared. It's probably my least favourite song on the album. Yeah. Right? Um, I, still, I still like it, but it's probably not the best... I think the album, the ending of the song is really good though. I do like the end of it, but to get there, I'm not. And it's five minutes long as well. Too long. Yeah. Okay, so we're not going to play that. Can we talk about Robot Riff and what your thoughts about this are? What do you think, Mike? Okay. Like, what do you think my thoughts are on this song? I don't think they're good. What do you think I'll say? What do you think that I don't like about this song? I think you're going to say this song doesn't know what it is. I think you're going to say. His vocals, what's oh. going on with his vocals? Tick. And then I think you're going to say the end of the song is just noise. <laughs> Three ticks. <laughs> so I love the start. I love that gritty industrial beat. I, I love the start. I like his vocals on it. I do like the beat. Yeah, the beat's great. When it, it's, I, like, I really like it. That's good. I'm glad you like that. Um, but I do think the noise yeah. at the end... Is just a little bit too much, and I, it turns me off. That it's up there with fours. No, nah, come on, don't be silly. <laughs> There's nothing is fours. Um, and as we go through this, we should probably compare everything to fours. That is, <laughs> yeah, that's the that's, that's the benchmark. Um, I'd listen to fours more than I'd listen to place your hands. Okay. Oh God, no, you wouldn't. Mm-hmm. You would not. Yep. Away. Okay, so Robert Riff, I'm going to play because I do, uh, there are bits of it that are just fantastic and it goes a bit like this. And we're back with your old. 
which Leslie told me I was on my birthday. <laughs> Look, I'm I'm not the biggest fan of this. I think it's okay. <laughs> I think you're not gonna like this song. No. Nah. So we're not we're not gonna play this. Maybe a laugh though. Uh, yeah, and then it ends on Lullaby. What do you think of Lullaby? Because it's quite an unusual song. Yeah, look. What do I think of Lullaby? Because he does... This is your thing about um, Stringer with his vocals. He does this gritty, raspy, um, you know, loud voice. And then he's got this other side, which is the consideration, Lullaby, robot riff, the high-pitched kind of softly spoken vocals and they're very different yeah look it's okay it's not oh, what do I I feel like I'm giving you an aneurysm right now just trying to think because well, I'm trying to think I just feel like I'm being harsh um... so do you think as we've got gone... I do like the music like, the thing is as well I really str- I feel this is more of a vocal issue because I do like some of the like music on it it's okay okay like place your hands you've got to throw it out because it's the most overplayed song ever right? and you park that over here okay fine. The rest of them, you go, mm, they're average for me, they're not amazing, but yeah. the, it's the lyrics that winds me up. Like, yeah. come back brighter, I can't stand. But, yeah. like, Consideration, Lullaby, um, they're, they're okay. Like, they're not the worst songs in the world that you've ever heard. Like, if they're on the radio, you probably don't turn it off. If you had it on in the car, I'd just sit there. No, you wouldn't. Quietly. You would never well, let me okay, play it in the car. No, okay. but, uh, yeah. All right, so... We'll play Lullaby to take us out. I, I think it's a really nice... I like, it's a nice song, actually. Um, is it my big... It's not. It's no, it not. isn't. No, it's it not really at all. Isn't. I mean, look, my big ending is sort of consideration. Do you think that's a big ending? Consideration? Yeah, because it, it builds up and then you get that beautiful ending. Yeah, but would I move it? Probably not, because you do need something to break up those songs. Yeah. So you kind of do need that. So I'm all right with Lullaby taking us out. So we'll play that at the end of the podcast. Were you surprised by the fact that this got to number one? Yes. <laughs> well, but, not really. Because, not really. That's why I want you to think about the answer, right? No, I'm not at all. Um, they were I, a hugely popular band. They were a hugely popular band. That was a hugely popular song. Yeah. I think, as well, I think this is something to think about, too. And I just want to throw this out there. For Go on. And we can talk about it in other episodes. And it's just popped into my head, so it could be nonsense. But... I think in those in the years that we're talking about, people bought albums based on singles. Singles were huge. Mm-hmm. So Place Your Hands On wouldn't have been overplayed by then because it had just been released. Mm-hmm. Now, the chances are I probably didn't mind it when it was first released, if we're honest. Okay. I probably thought that's an okay song. Okay. So people probably went out and bought their album in droves. Okay. Like, solid guitar band. They've had two big singles. That's why people went to buy albums now. I don't know if people buy albums now based on singles. Of all the bands that we speak about when they release other albums, we're buying them off the back of their reputation of previous albums. Mm. With pop stars and stuff now, it's all downloads and yeah. it's kind of things. There's not really... Is it? I don't know why. I think it's different. So no, my answer is I'm not surprised because that those singles would have been huge. So people... And it would have been played in the charts, it would have been played on the radio. We were very driven by that then. Yeah. Not so much now. Yeah. So, no, I'm not surprised. I never bought the album. Okay. Uh, For me, this was an album I did buy and I played non-stop as as a a kid and I still listen to all the time now. So it does, it it sort of holds a bit of a special place for me. Um, Shall we get into some reviews? Yeah. Do you have reviews? Yeah. Okay, go on. No, you go because I need to just... I think we've both got, because for negative, I think we've both got the same guy. 
which is... Uh, I want to read it, though. Okay, do you want to read it from here? Yeah, because I've saved it here. But I'll read it from here. Okay, you can read it from here. Go on. I think it's the same one, right? It's, it's our boy. Yep. Who's our boy? Grampus. Now, Grampus... If Big fan. He's... I'm not, because he said something terrible the last time. And I he's, he's, he comes up on every single review, and he was the guy that had a dig at Dubstar, if you remember. Yeah. Um, about her voice. He's got a thing for lyrics. So I'm not going to read the whole thing. Okay, go. Cool. I'm just going to read the thing about... Um, he basically sums up what I think about Reef. Go on. So, so he says a lot of other things about they've got a retro feel and they're like ocean colour scene and blah blah. Then hmm. he goes, the problem with Glow has nothing to do with House, Besant and Greensmith. Which was my point, because as musicians... Okay. Thumbs up. Okay. The problem with Glow is Gary Stringer. God. Maybe it is less noticeable on the debut Replenish, but Stringer has the most irritating of voices. I'm not one for vocalists enunciating every single syllable, and I've no problem with regional accents. Because I, personally as well, I sometimes think it's endearing. Like the Proclaimers, Cast, like there are bands where you go... Okay, keep going. Um, But when you start hearing strange words, even when reading the lyric sheet, there must be something amiss. I could swear blind Stringer is singing about hammocks, and don't you like it? I actually cried with laughter. <laughs> While you're old, this is hilarious because I actually heard the same thing. Definitely sounds like an ode to someone called Jerome. <laughs> really? It's bloody off putting, as are Stringer's lyrics. What the hell is when I was younger than now? I am. I liked swimming, so I swam. Oh, from Summers in Bloom All About. Reminiscing about childhood is all well and good, but childish lyrics are a step too far. God. So when Stringer sings, so won't you give it to me, in higher vibration, you feel like hitting him around the face with a wet fish. God, <laughs> Grampus doesn't like anyone. I'm yet to find a, a positive um, review for My him. problem with Glow and with Reef in general is not that they've aged badly, but that I can't understand what I saw in the band in the first place. Oh my God. Everything is too formulaic. Tick, that's the word. Because it's that kind of rock, it's that, oh, riff, chorus, screamy lyrics, big end, blah. Oh, it's like painting by numbers for music. Oh. And listless. And when string, Stringer starts drawing, has all the attraction of fingers scraped down a blackboard. Oh, I think I used that quote earlier. You did. Take. Right, stop, don't, you're not marking homework. Take. Right, can you read the positives? No, no, stick there. Let's read, let's read some positives. I've got a bit of a sore throat. No, you don't. You okay. make it through. Okay, positive. Mixin Bixin from All Music. Great name. Ever try to sit back, close your eyes, and get into the repetitive sounds that cling to I Would Have Left You? That riff tells it all. It is what pop crafting is all about. Sure. Create something so intense, so easy to remember, and preferably easy enough for your feet to follow the rhythm... I don't care if Stones, Faces or any other rock outfit has previously overwhelmed me with great songs. When you're three minutes into this song, the squealing of the guitars is taken over by the riff and an angry, in-your-face voice makes me stomp, makes me yell and makes me think rock and roll is the greatest little trick to ignite your life that was ever invented. Oh. Do you want to take a break there? Get, get some friends. <laughs> um, then continue with Summers in Bloom. Check out the drums driving the shuffle forth. Then all of a sudden, an organ intervenes and guitar solos, piano solos, and everything is a blend. But it works. It never loses track of the simple pop melody that is easy to remember. 
and thus a hit. And these songs are not even credited as it hits the All Music Review. My point is this. Bad grammar. I don't care much about your place, your hands, because that's exactly when reef sounds like stones, faces and every other standardised rock and roll outfit. Yeah, that's the final paragraph there. Yeah, lyrics are crap and music is not new. Stringer's voice can be irritating. But it's alert and he can sing. You can hang out in afternoon sun, beer in hand, with a few mates. Stop it. And joining you for the listening session, you will dig down deep. So he's right. Music's not new. Lyrics are crap, and his voices are annoying. All right, some more. Tony off eBay. I love this album and had to buy a second. Reef were ace. I had this originally, and Reef had a great vibe and sound. Amazing songs, pop hooks, and cool image without being too commercial. Love the production and playing on the CD. I wore out my original copy. Didn't listen to it for a few years, so this is a replacement. I think their best effort, shame they aren't around anymore, but sometimes it's better to leave something on a high. Well, they're back, which we talked about. Um, one more, Keith of Amazon. For those of you that like the overrated white stripes, pass on by. For fans of real music that jams, step up. This album is just amazing and so full of energy and jamming riffs that you can't help but groove to it. Songs like Summer's in Bloom with its in-your-face attitude and place your hands with its killer riff leaving you wanting more. Oh, you'll get more. Every song on here is great. I don't understand why this band did not make it big in the US. Looks like people were blinded by the White Stripes. All right. So, has your... So, thinking back to when we were younger, thinking where we are now, has your opinion changed? Yes. I like them less now. (laughs) No, really. Really. Oh, God. I've now changed my rating to about a three and a half out of ten. I don't think the album's aged well. I didn't mind it when we were young. I didn't buy it. You were a fan, but I don't think I was as passionate about my dislike of them then. I just didn't really care. Um, and, but just, like, it's just not a good... I just didn't enjoy it. Okay. Ratings? I give it an 8 out of 10. Okay. Okay. Which I, you know... That's good. Yeah. You give it a 5.5. 3.5 now. It's too late. It's done. Locked no, down. No, no, okay. but to my earlier point... It probably merged into a whole lot of... Have you ever seen Reef live? No. No. And have I ever seen them live? I don't know. No, because you wouldn't let me. Do you remember? No, I don't remember. So Reef were touring Australia about six months ago with another one of my favourites, which you hate even more than Reef. Who? Terrorvision. Oh, that would have been the worst gig! (laughs) Oh, God! Yeah, they were touring with Terrorvision. And um, I really wanted to go And I did reach out to you to go Would you come and What you, did I say? What do you think you said? Did I say it nicely? No Right, sorry Absolutely not And this is before Apologies. we did this Apologies You were just like, no So I didn't get to see them So I'm, I do hope they travel um, to Australia again Would you please come and see them? I couldn't You could? I honestly couldn't And oh. that I couldn't What if I paid for your ticket and got you drunk? Maybe. Maybe. All right. So the band uh, are on the web at reefthatband.com and at reefband on Twitter. Are they touring? Just talked about the fact that they were here. Um, they're touring the, the UK at the moment, though, which looks great. Um, where to buy the album? It's £5 for the CD and £30 on mini disc, Leslie. £30 on mini disc? You can I don't st- have my player anymore. I broke it. Oh, you can still buy mini discs no, on Amazon. I probably wouldn't. Um, they're all on Spotify I'm back to vinyl now I've gone the other way so they've had a couple of say they had Revelations which we've talked about previously they have a live album called In Motion 
which is them live from the Hammersmith as well, which just came out as well. Would you be listening to that album, Leslie? Uh, I'll probably, um, yeah, no. Okay. Are you ready? Are we done? Yeah. Have Have we finished? So I want to, can we just pause for a second? Oh, go on. So how do you feel about the conversation with Reef? Have I been harder than you thought I would be? You've been way harder than I thought you were going to be. Oh, okay. And I if, was trying to be nice. No. No? No, oh. you've been way, and I'd love to get, people's feedback because either they're, they're going to go two ways either they're going to go Kev you're, you're blinded and you're talking nonsense and Leslie's absolutely right or the opposite is people are going to come at you and that's okay okay because what I do love about this and I do genuinely feel more I think when we first started this you know you get a bit you, you get the feedback on the episodes and you get you know it's a bit harsh and then you go oh. you question yourself you question yourself you question your taste agree and then you go Does that good? should I oh. and then I've realised that you just can't help what you like correct right and so there will be discussions about um, bands and, and albums that maybe not everybody agrees with whether we like them too much or we dislike them this is a really this has been an interesting one because I've, try, I've tried really hard Honestly, I promise you, on my life, I listened to this album at least 10 or 11 times to, Did you? to try. Okay, I, I really that. wanted to. Oh, I appreciate that. And I just got angry because I was like, I can't. And so I think fundamentally they're just not a band that I ever, was ever into. I'm never going to like them. I think, you know, doing the poll on Twitter was more for a bit of a laugh. And I don't expect there to be no one that likes Reef. I expect they've got a huge fan base. But it's just not... Not for you. It's just not for me. Oh, that's fine. But I love the fact that you're so positive about them. And I do love the fact that you still... That, that, that consideration means so much to you. That story about New Zealand, that makes me feel really... Warm and fuzzy. It does. It's really lovely. And yeah. I think we've all got those albums and we've all got those bands. Yeah. And I have some albums like that that you'd probably laugh at me for. So um, what I will say is, look, Reef, not for me... I hope people do go and listen to them if they do like them. And do go and listen to the album, Make Your Own Mind Up, right? This is just two people's opinion. Correct. They're talented musicians. They've made some music. Go and listen to it. I won't be. <laughs> I'm trying... That's... So... That was nice. <clears throat> nice. And this... I, I, it was really, really nice. And I appreciate the fact that you think you were being nice coming into this or a little bit you sort of turned the, oh, I had, the you volume down because I've actually bit. left some of my notes in the living room because oh. when you came in I thought oh he's you not can't say well I've not been feeling well so exactly and I thought he's not up for that no, so I'll, I'll tone it down <clears throat> so that's the other thing guys if I'm a bit off in this episode I've not been feeling well and we've tried Clearly. to yeah and I needed to be 100% to get through this episode so we've pushed it well. thank you we've pushed it so late in the day before this episode goes live it's almost real time so if I sound a bit off I am sorry I am trying to get better and um, thank you for taking it a little bit easier on me you're so, welcome anytime <clears throat> I do have good news though oh the good news is we both like the next album yes woohoo <laughs> what a change what a change alright now this is our 10th episode right mm-hmm. so our 11th episode at number 40 is going to be do you want to take a stab at it I'll give you a clue because you're probably up in the sky going it's the band that at the very very start it was one of the bands that both me and you were surprised about the fact that we liked them <gasps> this much now Cast no we liked Cast back then you weirdo no but I think I'd realised I liked them more anyway okay, that's good. another conversation no. give you the answer yeah okay number 40 is The Lightning Seeds woo album Jollification 
Brilliant. Bang on, bang on. What a happy album. Can I just say, like, I'm excited because, right, because that, that's a happy album. I'm happy because I'm going to be, because to give you some insight into what we do around the episode and the research, I'll obviously now go and listen to this album a few times before the episode because you've got to get your head back in it. You've got to get, you get to, got to know the tracks intimately. You've got Correct. to get, I am so pumped. I've had a really tough week this week as well, and I had to work on a Saturday, and that sucks. And then it was dramas. And now next week, I get to listen to Jollification as my homework. What Reef last week was not helping. So this, <laughs> this is amazing, because you cannot dislike this album, even if you're not a fan. Even if this is not an album that you'd put it on all the time. This is just pure happy pop. What oh, are oh, you? Yeah. And it's... I, I agree... With you, it's a, it's a really positive, upbeat, catchy. Yes. Um, and it's one of the albums I look at and I go, yeah, it's it's not you know your ten out of ten albums, no. but it's an album that doesn't have very weak, made very many weak songs on it, and there's a lot of catchy big songs that you forgot that now you look at and you go, that was a great song. Why didn't I like this more back then? Yeah. Um, That's fun. And yeah, and you know, I've actually because we sort of talk with some of the bands. The Lightning Seeds have been really cool as well. So that's kind of special for me as well, that they were awesome around this. So, um, all right, so next week is The Lightning Seeds. Can't wait to get everyone's thoughts on awesome. that. Anything else? Thank you for this. It's been... I thought, Fun. Oh, I don't know, I have to listen back to this to see what I think. I think it's been what we thought it would be. Yeah. I'm, I'm, Are you happy that we got to talk about Reef, though? Yeah, oh, by far, by far. The fact that I got to talk about Do you Reef. think you've done them justice? Uh... I hope so. I, I think you have. So. Thank you. I, I think that you've really... Um, you've beat me up. I've, I've, I've held my ground a bit. Yeah, and look, you did, you've did. you been very thoughtful about the music and the band, and it's clearly it means a lot to you, and I think that will really come across. Good. I'm, you were never going to be able to change my mind on this one, because no. this wasn't an on-the-fence one. This, this is. is just no. <laughs> so, um, but... I do appreciate the other fun things that you popped in the episode to try and blind me. Because it worked. Because I actually feel really happy right now. Like, I feel like I've kind of forgotten about... I gave you jungle about, jingle. Yeah, I feel like I forgot we were even talking about Reef. And I'm like, ooh! <laughs> so there was jingles and albums and all sorts. <laughs> all right, let's get out of here. So any feedback, send us on Twitter at BritpopBanter or just email us at BritpopBanter at Gmail. If you like this episode, leave us a rating. Thank you so much. And next week, I'm really looking forward to Lightning Seat. Me too. All right, let's get out of here. Thank you. Bye. Bye.